Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Rising in the Morning. This is also Rising to the Occasion, but we like to wake up and get our game day started off right. We've got a lot to talk about. It's week 11, which means we're coming down to the wire. We're coming down to where we know which teams are going to be in the talk for either either their conference championships or seeing who is going to be going on to really play in the playoffs and play for a national championship. So today we're going to start off with a little bit of Big Ten action talk about how Purdue and Illinois are going against each other and seeing who can win the Big Ten West. That is kind of a tight race, but kind of a pathetic one as well. We'll talk about that. And also talking about Alabama. Alabama is looking to kind of redeem themselves after a loss, but Ole Miss is trying to stay in the race for their side of the conference to try to make it to a conference championship, as well as Washington and Oregon, another race over in the Pac-12. And Oregon is just trying to hold on and really keep their hopes alive, not only for a conference championship, but also to make it to the playoffs. And we will also talk about the big game coming up tonight, the TCU Horned Frogs going to Texas to take on the Longhorns. Both of those teams trying to stay in it for the race for their own conference there in the Big 12, but TCU is trying to hold on to an undefeated season. We'll talk about that and much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome back, everybody, and good morning, uh, because it is early. Uh, I had a late night last night. We were out at a comedy show, and so I didn't get back home till you know 2 a.m. After I got the dogs all taken out and taken care of, it took a little while to get that done. And uh, you know, my one dog, he likes to just walk around out there, and he'll he'll stop like four or five times to go to the bathroom. And it's uh, you know it was exhausting. So you know, up up late last night, but still got to get up early in the morning because it's game day. It's it's always 
you know, as long as it's game day, you've got to get up, right? Uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be a fun one, though. We've got some fun games to talk about, uh, and, and I'm really looking forward to it because these are some games that you, you look at, and they may not really seem to, to mean a whole lot. And <laughs> you look at some teams, they really don't have a whole lot to play for today. Like myself, for example, being an Oklahoma fan, you really don't have anything to play for. Uh, so it's, it's more or less just going out there to watch your team uh, and, and cheer them on. But before we get started today, I do want to let everybody know that we are sponsored by Britain and I's own company. We've got Mahler Bros Golf. I'm actually wearing one of the polos today, as you can see. Uh, this is probably one of my favorites, too, just because it's kind of simple. Um, but then it's also kind of got the little golf pattern on the shoulders and on the collar. Uh, it's just something really simple, but, but uh, you know, something that's, that's great to wear out on the golf course. Uh, and it's just extremely comfortable. That's why I put it on this morning because, uh, you know, it's, it's early in the morning for me and I just want to chill out and have a nice, comfortable uh, T-shirt on. So why not throw on a Mahler Bros uh, polo? We've got our own signature polos, some polos that you can't find anywhere else. We've also got hats, T-shirts, mugs, and so much more. So go check it out, MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R Bros.com and use code RISING2. That's rising to for ten percent off. Uh, we we really appreciate your guys' support, and we appreciate you going over there to MallerBros.com to check out everything there. Uh, I'll go ahead and bring in my co-host today. I've got uh, Blake. You know, Blake, how you doing, man? Man, I'm hanging in there. I'm excited. Uh, college football, we're rolling along, man. It's starting to get thick. Like you mentioned uh, with Oregon and stuff, the path is there for them to make the college football playoff and. Uh, there's, there's some, some big, big matchups in the Big Ten. Uh, it's exciting, man. The SEC has a couple. You know, LSU and Arkansas starting things off early in the morning. That's a big one. You got Ole Miss and Alabama. That's going to be a big one. You know, I mean, it's it's a great day, man. Beautiful weather here in the state of Alabama. You love to see that. And, man, uh, like you were talking about with Oklahoma, you know, you just want to cheer your guys on. My Auburn Tigers, Josh, we – we don't have anything to play for, but we do have Cadillac Williams, yeah. and uh, we have Cadillac Williams stepping in as the interim head coach. We saw what happened last week and how he rallied the troops. We did fall short in overtime, but it's a new day, man. It's a new day, so I'm excited about that. I can't wait for tonight when Cadillac makes his return to Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's going to be absolutely electric for that man. Uh, we're a three and six football team, Josh, and we have a sellout crowd tonight. So, uh, you know, the people in the state of Alabama are excited about that. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all the Auburn fans. Uh, my little brother will be in attendance at Jordan-Hare Stadium tonight. So uh, just a huge shout out to our fan base, man. That's what that's what I really wanted to, to open this thing up with is the Auburn Tiger fan base. Uh, you are true. And no matter what the national media says about you, uh, you're real, you're authentic, and you love your team. So, yeah, yeah, and it's it's good to see that too, you know, because like uh, there's there's a lot of Oklahoma fans. If you if you go online, there's a lot of Oklahoma fans that are really down about the season and kind of, uh, you know, yeah. kind of attacking the you know the the system right now, attacking attacking the the program, and you know, I'm I'm sure there's a lot on on Auburn side too, kind of doing the same thing. But yeah. whenever you go there and you experience that in person. You see the atmosphere, you see the excitement that they have for the future, and that's a good thing to have. Uh, you know, if if, if Britain 
Uh, I don't know if he's if he's going to join or not, but uh, <laughs> if, if he were to come on here, we can even have him talk about that because he's a big Nebraska fan, you know. And so all three Ooh. of us are kind of going through a similar slump. Now, Britain's been going through it a little longer, uh, so, so we have to be careful not to step on his toes. But, you know, it, it is something that's that's really cool to see. And that's why I love the, love sports so much is that you can you can be down and you can be completely out of it, but you still have a team to get behind. You still have a team to root for. Uh, and, and it's it's a lot of fun, man. Like and if if somehow you're seeing this or hearing this and you're not a fan of college football, this is one of the reasons to, to be a fan of college football. One of one of oh. many, really. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 fun. And like I said earlier, it's coming down to the race. And that's what I look at. in, in a lot of these games, there's even some other ones. You know, you look at LSU, they're trying to keep it alive. And really, I mean. Whether you want to acknowledge it as one or not, it is kind of a tough test for them to go to Arkansas because now their heads are pretty high right now. You know, they're 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 up on cloud nine, and so that's going to be something to watch. Uh, that one's a, a, a an 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time kickoff over on ESPN. So I, I encourage you to go check that out if your game's not on, or if you're one of these guys that you know, like me, I even if my game's on, I might have another screen or something in the house where I can watch other games. That'll definitely be a good one to watch. Uh, and I'm even looking down through and seeing Tennessee's playing today, uh, you know, and Tennessee coming off that loss, it hurts. And can they bounce back, you know, after a- as much hype was put behind them? And we talked about that, Blake, you know, how Tennessee wasn't it it wasn't like, uh, you know, that that was that was Tennessee against Georgia. Now, I mean, I think Georgia was the better team, obviously, but I, I just don't think that was Tennessee, you know. Uh, and, and so I, they, they have to kind of get themselves back in the right right mindset and they've got an easy one against uh, Mizzou as long as they don't kind of get their heads too high and going into that game. Yeah, Josh, Tennessee's going to bounce back today. They're going to bounce back big. Uh, Like we talked about, man, home field, home field matters in college football. Okay. And and I'm not saying that's why Georgia won the football game, but that was Tennessee's kind of first true road test, you know, And uh, Sanford Stadium got the best of them, you know, and, and the Georgia Bulldogs, I, I honestly think they were they were ready for that moment. And they saw the college football playoff committee put Tennessee at number one. And they said, hey, this is a slap in the face. And Kirby Smart had his guys ready to go, you know. And, and another thing, too, Josh, is Georgia sat around for two, three, four weeks and – all they heard was, this isn't the same Georgia team. This Georgia team isn't last year. This defense isn't as good. Their offense was supposed to be better this year, and it's worse, you know. And they constantly just had to listen to the national media just beat on them, beat on them. Uh, you, you barely beat Kent State. You barely beat Missouri. Uh, you struggled with Auburn in the first half. And here you are, you know, they come out and, and look, the game against Tennessee, it could have been worse than what it actually was, Josh. It could have been worse. Like, I honestly think they could have scored 40. They could have scored, Georgia could have scored 40 easily if they wanted to. Kirby kind of, he kind of slowed it down in the second half and he played the clock. He ran the football, short, easy throws for Stetson. Uh, they, they didn't air it out like they did in the first half with the play action. But I still think Tennessee is a top-four team in in this playoff right here. I, I do. Um, they just 
you know, first time in 15 years, man, they've been in the spotlight and they just weren't ready last Saturday. So I fully expect them, Josh, to bounce back today and absolutely blow the doors off of Missouri. But yeah. watch out, watch out, Josh. Missouri has been playing pretty dang good football here lately. They have. I mean, they they haven't they haven't been a slouch. So yeah, and, and we even saw that against you know against Georgia uh, and and even a few other teams that they they went mm-hmm. against that that were just that they're at least going to hang in there and they're going to give you a little bit of a, a fight and and I think that's just yeah. the guys over there, Missouri. I mean, they're they're just kind of more of, of a physical team. It's not like they have this you know four or five star talent that's going to come out there and just be speedy all over the field they're just a, a very physical team and they'll meet you up front and they'll 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 do something there and so i mean that's it you're right it, it is a, a a test for them to see how they bounce back but I, I agree with you i think they will bounce back uh Absolutely. and on the other side of that i think with georgia uh they go uh to mississippi state that's that's one that don't don't get yourself caught on the, on that that cloud nine uh you know you you guys were we're fighting with the chip on your shoulder that you were placed out at number three and Tennessee gets placed at number one. And now the the tables have turned. You you jump up to number one and now you're thinking, you know, you're the best in the land. Don't get yourself too high um, because Mississippi State with, with Mike Leach there, that's not ever going to be just a walk in the park, especially going to Mississippi State. You, you talked about it. Home field advantage does mean a lot in college football. Uh, and we even talked about it, I think, uh, last week or maybe during this week's uh, episode, you know, how uh, home field advantage means a little bit more even in, in the SEC, uh, just the way that those SEC fans can get get rowdy down there. It's, it's a little bit different when they put that south on you, isn't it? <laughs> it is, man. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to want to say they want to talk about the SEC that, you know, they might not be from here or whatever. I know a lot of Big Ten people love to bash the SEC, but. You know, the slogan is that it, it just means more. And that's that's 100 percent true, Josh. And it, it does, man. The people here just uh, they rally behind it and they love it. And it's 365 days a year, man, because when games come to an end, it goes into recruiting. And that's all we care about here is we follow recruiting during the off season. There is no off season. There's no such word as off season in the in the sec so man with this georgia and mississippi state matchup like you said georgia they're riding high they just beat tennessee a lot of people are saying well that was the last test for georgia that was the last obstacle they had to get over right look man you got mississippi state if mississippi state can try to uh, run the football if if they can uh, will rogers if they can get a complete performance out of will rogers we saw how fast Mississippi State can get going last week. They jumped out on Auburn 17 to nothing. Then they hit a speed bump. Offense couldn't get it going. So you can't have that happen today. But I just think this Georgia team is way too, way too good, man. Uh, at every position, they, it, it, besides the quarterback position, uh, they outnumber Mississippi State. So – I like Georgia to go on the road, and I mean, I, I like them by two scores. I yeah. like them by two scores, Josh. Uh, I, I think they, I think they dominate. I think they dominate Mississippi State. Uh, it, it could possibly be an absolute blowout. It could. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those games I could I, I could definitely see it kind of going both ways there. 
and and for, you you bring that up. You know, it's it's not necessarily the last test for Georgia because these these next three games. You know, out of the out of the next three games, you know, they have to go to Mississippi State and to Kentucky, which those two. Kentucky's still a tough team, you know, and, and I, yeah. I think they're 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 not the kind of tough team. But that was one that in the preseason, Britton and I put the, the little wager on to see. You know, I was looking at the schedule and I thought uh, I kind of I kind of flopped uh, Tennessee and Kentucky around uh, the way that they actually performed. That's that's kind of how I expected Kentucky this year. Maybe not quite as good as, as Tennessee's been. Uh, you know, I figured they probably have a couple of losses on the season, but they're just not looking as as fiery. And Britain even brought that up, and it, it was it was true. You know how uh, Kentucky just hasn't been good on offense. You know, without uh, without some of their their key players that that left from last year. Uh, and uh, who was it? Was it uh, Wandale Robinson? Wandale Robinson. Yeah. Man. yeah, and so that that was the big one. And you know, I was teasing Britain because he was just calling it out because he came from Nebraska and transferred over there. But it's yeah. true, you know, and it it it, it is. Losing him just seemed like it killed their entire offense. Which, if you're if you're playing college football, especially at at, at the level that it is in, in in the SEC, you just can't let that happen to you. Um, but uh, another game that I see on on the lineup today, really, there, there's a couple of them. I'll, I'll just kind of mention both of them real quick. I think UCF Tulane is a fun one, uh, just because those are two sm- small schools that. A few years back, we would have never heard of, the, of either of these unless we were, you know, playing them in, in our cupcake schedule in, in the, you know, in the early in the season. But these are two teams, you know, UCF. Ever since Scott Frost brought them up, you know, it it may have been a fluke for Scott Frost to bring them up, but it wasn't a fluke that they stuck around. Uh, and you know, so it, you know, with with the way that UCF has put everything together after having Josh Heupel come there, and then now Gus Malzahn is is coming in there and keeping them alive. Uh, and and I think he runs the right right style. Uh, down there for for UCF and the conference they're in, and also whenever he transfers over to the Big Twelve, I think it's going to work okay for him um, because he's more of an offensive mind uh, and, and and kind of gearing that way. I think that's that's going to be good for them, uh, when, especially whenever they, they move over to the Big Twelve. Yeah, Josh, I, I'm I'm excited for Gus, man. I'm I'm not going to be one of them Auburn fans that gets on here and says, you know, oh, uh, screw that. Bashes. Guy. <laughs> yeah, just bashes the guy. I'm happy for Gus, man. Uh, I know him and his him, him and his wife went through some stuff uh, in the off season and and with a with a medical condition and stuff, and and uh, she got you know back 100 percent healthy and everything. So so I, I love to see that. I'm excited that he's having a great season. Uh, I'm excited watching him on social media and him wearing the space suit and, and all that stuff, man, just going through the locker room and, uh, you know, down there in Orlando, man, he, he calls it the magic kingdom and, and the jump house and all that. I'm just super excited for him, man. And, you know, it, they got a tough one today. They yeah. got a tough one today because Tulane, uh, they got a squad, man. They got a squad. So I'm yeah. excited to watch it. Um, I think, you know, like you said, it's good for college football, man. You know, you got, you got some, you got some teams like Tulane and UCF, UCF still being a part of the G5 for now, like you said, moving to the big 12, but man, give me a playoff for the G5. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a playoff. Give me a playoff for the G5. Could you imagine, uh, during the break of, you know, us waiting on these bowl games and stuff, Josh, we could have a playoff for the G5, man. Look at South Alabama. Look at Troy. Look at Tulane. Look at all these G5 schools right now that are 8-1, and 7-2, and two, all right? 
man, give me give me a give me a sixteen team G five playoff, and and let's ride it out, man. I love it. I would love, I would love that. Yeah. Give the give the smaller teams something to play for. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun too. Uh, and you know, we bring up Tulane and Tulane's eight and one right now, ranked number seventeen in the college football playoff yeah. rankings. This is huge for their program. Um, but we back up, to, you know, towards the beginning of the season, and we talked about Tulane because that was Kansas State's one loss for a while in the beginning of the season. We said, yeah, K State's not really that good because look at that sloppy loss where they couldn't generate any offense through their first three games. And then they came out, and ever since that Oklahoma game, which hurts to talk about, but ever since that Oklahoma <laughs> game, Kansas State has has been you know rolling pretty well. They they look good. They had some tough losses. Uh, you know you kind of got to give them to give it to them because they they went against a tough TCU game, uh, a tough TCU team, and then uh, you know I, I believe it was at Texas when they lost uh, last week, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I, I, I believe so. I, I believe it was. Uh, and so just, just the fact that they've, they've gone, you know, that there are other two losses also against tough teams. Kansas state still looks pretty good, even as, as a three loss team because of who they lost to now, because even mm-hmm. Tulane is now ranked, uh, and, and we'll jump over there. Kansas state still trying to keep their hopes alive as well as Baylor. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. The big 12 is a really strange conference. It always is, but I feel like this year it's even stranger because, of how close the race is from top to bottom because there is no east west north south nothing there's just the big 12 and if you're not in the top two of the entire conference you're not getting to that that championship game and that's kind of what makes the big 12 kind of special in a way um but it's also kind of frustrating for teams when when you know they don't have their their shot to get in but but it's it's fun to look at because the, the big 12 is really tight right now and several teams i think I think the top five teams right now could could really make it possible. Even then, yeah, yeah, really the top five teams could really kind of make it into that that Big Twelve, depending on how things were to roll out in these last three weeks. Uh, after this week, it's going to narrow down, and you're going to have a, a better definitive answer on on who that could be. But uh, it, it's it's a tough one in there. So I mean, with Kansas State, they've got to win on the road at Baylor. It's not an easy task. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. No, man, it's not uh, Dave Aranda. What he's what he has created at Baylor is is magical, man. It's magical. They play they play really good defense uh, in Kansas State. Is is Martinez back for Kansas State, or, or what's going on there at the quarterback position? Yeah, he he was back uh, last week against Texas, I do believe. So he was yeah, he was able I, to jump in there. Yeah, I thought so. I thought he was back. So um, th- that's big for Kansas State. That's big. Uh, their offense needs to get going. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, 
Uh, Got to get him going. And Adrian Martinez's uh, legs, you know, that's what it comes down to with him, man. He, he's, he can get it done, you know. So uh, that's going to be a good one, man. But, Josh, one thing I did want to ask you, man, is, is Jake Crane posted a question on Twitter the other day. And I thought it was one of the better questions, even though it was short and simple. I thought it was one of the better questions of the week on Twitter. And it, it was, which conference is better? The Big 12 or the Pac-12 from top to bottom? Which conference is better right now? What do you think? You know, that's that's a tough one because I think when you look at how tough the teams are, I, I think I, when you when you really sit down there and, and compare them, I think the way that I would break that down is I, I would sit there and break down the, the top three teams in the Pac-12 are pretty definitive. It's Oregon, uh, UCLA, and USC. And when you break those three down and then you, you go and you, you compare those to really the top three in the Big 12, I think that'd be uh, TCU, uh, Kansas State. And then, like, I, I don't know who you would really put at that third spot right now, maybe Texas. Uh, and and when, when I look at that, I feel like I have to lean towards the Pac-12 being the tougher conference because those three teams, I think, could overall could beat uh, the three teams. Now, I think TCU stands a chance against any of those teams in the Pac-12 but other than that, with with Kansas State, I think they stand a chance for sure. But it, it'd be it'd be three fun matchups if you were to put those top three against the three in the and the and the Big Twelve. But I think I, I lean Pac twelve just because of where they stand right now and how right now all three of their their top three could be in in the playoffs uh, and fighting for a national championship. So I think when I'm when I'm looking at that, uh, it's I feel like I have to lean towards the Pac twelve personally. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Oklahoma State was on their run, I, I probably would have leaned towards the Big 12. Yeah. They've fallen off. Uh, they've before got they, Before they got thumped by Kansas State 48 to nothing, Dude. you know. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they have fallen off a cliff. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, man. And you can even throw Utah in there. You yeah. know, out in the Pac-12, Utah's a really good program. Um. But yeah, I just had to ask that, Josh, because uh, it, I thought it was a great question from Jake because, you know, you had both both conferences kind of coming in there in the comments and they were going back and forth and, and giving their takes. And I just wanted to hear what you had to say. And uh, I, I'm with you 100 percent with I think the Pac-12 right now is the the better from from, you know, those top echelon teams. I think the Pac-12 has the Big 12. Yeah, and I, I think the Big Twelve is a clo- you know they're they're closer in margins. Uh, so you know yeah. if you take one team in the in the Big Twelve, whoever it is against another team, it's really anybody's game uh, overall. Yeah. Because even even the the guys who would normally be the bottom feeders, you know, you think of maybe Iowa State or Kansas, uh, even even throw Kansas State in there because you know or or Texas Tech. I think all four of those. Mm-hmm. they're all tough teams to beat this year and uh you know and they're 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 not easy wins and so you know you look at Iowa State they've been in all the games I think Oklahoma is one of them that you know it's just kind of any given Saturday of, of what you're what Oklahoma you're gonna get but that you know they've, they've been doing better they've at least been putting up a fight even in the loss against Baylor uh and and it was a sad day because I finally ended my streak of of games I've been to uh so you know I've been to several games I, I don't even know how many games i've been to but i've never been to to a game where they lost and i, I went in I, I've, I've been to the ohio state game was probably the the most fun game it was at ohio state and 
uh, you know, I was kind of nervous going into it, like, man, this my, my streak's going to end now. And, you know, then I was able to go a few years after that even. And so now the, the fact that it, it ended to Baylor, uh, that was that was a heartbreak. But uh, let, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's let's go ahead and get started with Purdue at Illinois. Uh, this one is it's an 11 a.m. game on ESPN two. Illinois is favored by seven points. Uh, and I I don't know if I like that spread just because Illinois doesn't doesn't score a whole lot. Mm. Um, you know, and so so I'm not that's the only reason why I kind of question that spread. Other than that, though, I, I, I like that that Illinois is favored. Uh, you know, Illinois kind of had a tough game. I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what to make make of their game against Michigan State. That was kind of a sloppy game. That's a game that really you shouldn't lose, especially with all that Michigan State's going through, uh, you know, on and off the field with all the, the drama that's going on there. So overall, you know, I, I look at this game. I see Purdue coming in. Purdue still has a, has a, a shot. You know, they, they're three and three in the conference where Illinois is four and two in the conference. Uh, Wisconsin's up there with them kind of all three right there together. So if Purdue were to win this game, now they jump up to the top and they're able to 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 possibly take take the top lead in the Big Ten West. So you look at this game, it it you know by the eye test you think these are two kind of boring teams to watch. But Illinois has been really good this year on defense. Purdue's kind of been that flashy team that's able to be tough, but not enough to really catch your eye. Uh, you know, it's so it's 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 going to be a fun game, Blake. Josh, Illinois better have. Chase Brown go for 200. At least. <laughs> At least. He's got to go for 200. All right. <laughs> what, you're saying you don't trust their run game or their, their passing game? <laughs> Man, I don't trust their offense. It's typical Brett Bielema. Um I just – they don't score enough points, man. That's why I'm going to take Purdue – and the points, uh, I think, you know, O'Connell, I think they like to air it out over there at Purdue, man. And even though it's at Illinois, I just – I can't get – I know that I know Illinois plays great defense. I know that. But, man, that offense is putrid. I mean, you better, you better have Brown go for 200 because if he doesn't, it might be a long day for the fight in Illini. And I, I'm going to take Purdue in the points, man. I think Purdue's offense, especially if they come out early and get going and and they're throwing it around the yard and, and they start putting up points, Illinois can't fall behind. They're not a team that, that can come from behind. So they're one of those uh, get, get in the trenches, grind it out, shorten the game, you know, give Brown 30 touches. They're that type of team, man. So I really think that – if Illinois, if Brown doesn't go for a day, man, they're in trouble. So give me Purdue and the points on the road. I like Purdue in the spot. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly just because I, I look at Purdue. I think they definitely have a lot more options uh, out, out there on offense. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you, you just look at everything they have. You know, they have Charlie Jones, who's one of the top receivers in the, in the country, uh, yep. which is just really weird because he's – when I watch him, he doesn't look like that good of a a wide receiver. Um, but you know, he he came over. It was a good thing for him to transfer. I believe he transferred from Iowa. Uh, and and so looking at at the way he's gone, but uh, you know, just just overall, uh, o- O'Connell, the, the the Purdue quarterback, he doesn't really he he's sloppy. He's really careless with the ball. And I, I hate to bash a guy, 
um, because he's playing at a higher level level than I can right now. So I, I, I hate to bash him, but <laughs> 10 interceptions on the year to only 15 touchdowns. That's, that's just sloppy. Uh, and that's, that's careless with the ball, at least on the other side, DeVito, he may not have the flashy, the flashy yards and stuff, uh, that O'Connell has, but at least DeVito's only thrown two interceptions to, to 14 touchdowns, you know? So I, I look at that. That's that's one stat that I look at. Your touchdown to interception ratio as a quarterback, that's one stat that I can judge you as a quarterback off of. I think if I were to pull one stat and say this one matters the most, uh, I feel like your touchdown to interception ratio is what matters the most. Uh, and and it's just sloppy on, on Purdue's side. So, I mean, I just I look at that. It's, it's going to be tough for them if they turn the ball over, um, especially going against this tough of a, of a, uh, a defense. But the thing that we saw early with Purdue, and we've even seen it a couple other times, is their clock management. Can they manage the clock? Because they they mm. they really had the win against Penn State. You know, mm. you you had it sealed. It was in the bag. It was an easy win. All you have to do is run the dang ball. And they just kept on passing the ball. They wanted to, to try to keep on looking over to Charlie Jones nonstop every single play. And the defense was just putting two guys, three guys over there, putting a safety over top, dropping a linebacker right into his slant path. It's too easy when you just keep on using that one-dimensional, and not only one-dimensional, but but one-dimensional in the sense that you're only going to one single guy. Purdue can't do that. I I, I like Purdue to win this, but I think it's going to be a really close game, uh, and and I don't see it score them scoring a whole lot with the way that the Illinois defense has been playing this year too. Hmm. Yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a good one, and this Big Ten this Big Ten race. Is is? Let me ask you this, Josh. I look at the Big Ten, all right, and where do you have the Big Ten as a conference? Do you have them as the second best conference? Because a lot of people, a lot of people have been throwing the Big Twelve out there, the Pac twelve. I mean, the Big Ten's kind of stacked from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Normally, I would say the Big Ten is the second best conference mm. this year. Other than Ohio State and Michigan, who do you put it? Who do you put up there? That's the only thing Great is that point. at least these other these other conferences, the Big Twelve, for example, we talk about them quite a bit and how tough they are from top to bottom. Even mm. Oklahoma in their down slump right now can go in just about anywhere and at least give you a fuss as long as they come to play. That's just been mm. kind of the weird thing this year with Oklahoma. But, you know, even yeah. even on their down year or even an Iowa State is still going to be able to give you more of a fuss than some of these teams in the Big Ten. I just don't see enough, uh, in, 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 enough in, in the Big Ten to say that they are the tough, the second toughest conference this year. This year, honestly, as surprising as it, as it is, the, the second toughest conference to me would be the Pac-12. I mean, that's that's so weird because in the beginning of the year, we yeah. said it's going to be tough for any, especially after Utah lost. We said, yeah, there's a one loss Pac-12 team is not getting into the college football playoff. Now we're looking at three or four teams in the Pac-12 that if they went out, they might make it to the college football playoff. You know, and it's it's just crazy to look at it that way. Um, but I, I really think this year, I think that overall, just because of Ohio State, Michigan, I think I have to put the Big Ten up there and, you know, ranked number three. But even even a big you know even uh, Ohio State has kind of given me some question marks you know with the, their win over Northwestern was just kind of what are you doing uh, you know and, and I'll give you I'll give you the rain I'll give you that but you still have two uh, two of the best running backs in the nation and you can't run the ball 
Uh, you know, I, I'm just not I'm not buying that, especially against Northwestern, who only has one win on the season. And if Britain's watching this, Britain, I'm sorry. Uh, you know that that one loss, uh, you know, or that that one win, we we won't talk about it. But it technically doesn't even matter since it was week zero, right? And it wasn't even in America. Yeah, it wasn't even in America. So you know that was basically a soccer game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, that one got me right there, but I, I completely agree with you. I had to ask you that, man, because, uh, you know, the Wisconsin not being typical Wisconsin this year, even though they've, they've come along ever yeah. since firing Paul Chris, they've come along, but it's not the, the typical Wisconsin that we're used to, you know. Um, Iowa being down, still wanting to play uh, offensive football from the 1930s, I, you know, Whatever, like, yeah. that's, I don't get it because you have one of the best defenses in the country, um, and then like you said, man, Michigan State with all the stuff they're going through on and off the field, it's basically just Michigan and Ohio State. So I had to ask that because I see a lot of Big Ten people, man. They get in there and you know they they just get after it, and uh, I'm look, I'm I'm a you can call me a hater of the Pac-12. Josh, you can, but I got to give respect where respects due, man. And I mean, your boy, your boy, Bo Nix, I I didn't, I I know you didn't expect it either. You know, we were kind of teasing him a little bit at at Georgia, you know, at that Georgia game, but that dude is lighting it up. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't say it any other way. He is the last week against, I know it's against Colorado. All right. Give me a break. But last week it was just, it was crazy to watch him he, he did you see the little catch the the receiving touchdown he had that one was just insane oh, you know I, I like i like your boy bo nix i've watched every game man i've watched every game and yeah hmm. but i got chest pains now josh yeah because i mean uh, but but it's it's good for him too because you know would, if you were to stick there at auburn would he would he have even close to this kind of a season yeah. no so no. i mean and and, and no. now now we're really talking about him as a possible heisman candidate I mean, that's just, that's crazy. But see, we weren't lying about that, Josh. Everybody thought we were lying about that. Everybody was like, you know, when when we would say, hey, Bo Nix is a Heisman contender, everybody was like, ha, like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Like, Bo Nix is trash, you know, yada, yada, yada. We we used to always hear it, especially from Alabama fans, you know, they would always, uh, Bo Nix is garbage, Bo picks, and and we heard that from Texas A&M fans, and so man, when we were when we were telling everybody that that Bo was legit, uh, this is what we meant. And he got out there to the to the Pacific Northwest and got behind the offensive line and got some playmakers on the outside. And uh, he's got a run game that goes right along with what they do as an offense. And they're rolling, man. They're yeah. rolling. You know, I would be interested to see what them in Georgia. Give me a, a real neutral field. Okay, yeah. don't give me no Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, give me a real neutral field. Let's say, let's put them in Jerry's world in Dallas, Texas. And give me a neutral field. And I want to see Oregon and Georgia rematch. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like I, to see that. And then I, I there's also some other matchups that I look at and I'm like, man, it'd be so much fun. I think Oregon and TCU would be a really fun game. Oh man! Oh man! That, That'd be like, a blast. That, that is like the perfect matchup, and I just, I just want to see it so bad. So I'm really hoping <laughs> they get to the college football playoff, and they're both ranked like two and three. I just don't think that's going to happen because uh, they're either going to catch, uh, you know, Georgia or Ohio State, Michigan, you know, one of those. And so I just, I, I want to see that. 
But real quick, I want to give a shout out because I, I want to give a shout out to anybody who joins in the chat. Dustin, if you're the only one that's going to join in the chat, I'll keep on giving you giving you a shout out. But your boy Dustin uh, says, "Don't worry, I was undefeated in Jordan Hare until Horson came to town." <laughs> you know, I, I I feel feel for you there because, of course, I'm in the same boat. But at least you can blame it that it it, it wasn't at all. Uh, you know, on your presence whatsoever. You know, you had you you didn't have enough good luck in your bag to be able to to give that to to uh, uh, Brian Harson. So you know, I, you just you gotta you gotta shake that one off, man. But you know, I, I wouldn't even put that on on your record. Just pretend like like those losses that that from Brian Harson never even mm-hmm. happened. And just you know, clean slate. You're back to undefeated. Let's go, Josh. I don't even like hearing the name. <laughs> it makes my ears bleed man. no i got some i got some blood over here it makes my ears bleed man you know you, you 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 love to hear it now because he's not there anymore he's back oh, in idaho man. wherever wherever he went to you know <laughs> yeah i hope it was negative 72 degrees in idaho when he landed and you know uh, what and, and i i love i love that they brought cadillac in i think that's really cool uh and and bringing yeah. him in as hopefully hopefully it is just kind of an interim thing unless he unless he ends up working out to be all right but you know, it's just, I, it is, it is one of those tough situations to, to be in that, that, uh, realm because like yeah. you have so much love for this program, kind of like what Scott Frost was going through. I, I don't think that that would necessarily go through with him because he's already kind of inheriting, uh, something really a dumpster fire. Um, but, yeah. but it, it is, it is really cool to see him step in, but, uh, it is, man. And, and, and there's a different energy on the sideline with him too. Uh, and it, it's, no it's, it's really cool to see, but let's go ahead and jump on. I know we're, we're kind of taking a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, other things, but it's, it's fun. We're, we're enjoying game day. Uh, so let's, let's not hold back. Uh, we're going to talk about this Alabama Ole Miss game because Alabama coming off of a, a, a really upset loss. And, you know, just, just looking at the way Alabama has played this year, we talked about it, Alabama, keeps on going on the road and it, it it's not even just this year we talked about it even from last year how they lost on the road to texas a&m we see them go to texas this year and struggle against texas and it's just a re- reoccurring theme and last year at least i i don't know i mean i think it's just they you know maybe getting their heads too high and rolling into the to the wrong stadium but this year it has just been disciplined and that's unlike nick saban and his crew to be undisciplined the way that this Alabama tied, uh, you know, that the, the, their offensive line has been one of the worst in the nation as far as discipline. Uh, they've they've been definitely not the, the worst in the nation uh, up there for for, uh, you know, just an offensive line as, as, a, as a whole. But they have been really bad as an offensive line comparing them to to an, an Alabama offensive line. So, I mean, it's it's just it's been insane to see this Alabama team struggle the way that they have this year. And that seven and two record, you know, a lot of people are going to overreact about it, but that seven and two record really feels like maybe a six and three record right now, just because of the the way that that they've played this year. I I haven't. We we started off. I was I was really impressed with Alabama in the beginning of the season. I I, I saw that. Uh, your your focus must have gone out there or something. Yeah, that's brought up brought up that Coke can and we had to blur it out for you. <laughs> oh man! But you know, uh, you, it'll you come back. You see this this Alabama team and just the way that that Alabama has has been undisciplined. It's just really weird, uh, and and it, it does feel like like that seven and two is worse. Uh, Blake, you know, you you weren't able to hop on with me to talk about these rankings, uh, and we, we still need to get on and talk about the playoffs. Um, but you know, look, looking at at uh, 
how the rankings have come out and Alabama still up in the top 10 and technically because of the way that they're ranked technically they have a shot at, at the college football playoff you know what are you thinking with with Alabama up there in the top 10 right now Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Look, don't come at me, Auburn fans, if you see this or you're listening to it. Don't come at me, all right? Alabama's not the ninth best team in the country, all right? Josh, I know you're going to go one way with it, but I'm going the other, all right? I think they're I think they're, they're better than the ninth best team. I do, <laughs> all right? Look, look. Hot take here, all right? I might be out on an island all by myself, Josh, but they lost in the two of the toughest environments in college football, okay? And when I tell you home field matters, it matters, Josh. And how did they lose against Tennessee? They lost on a last-second field goal. They missed one. Tennessee ended up making one, all right? Tennessee had to hit a long pass play down the field. Uh, Alabama – you know, I, I, I would rebuttal that and say that they lost that that Tennessee game because of just sloppy play. You know, I think just they overall with, with as many penalties as they as they had, that's really what set did. them back. And and you can you can argue about the the pass interference. You can you can argue about everything, but there's there was a lot of calls on both sides that didn't make sense. So I don't want to hear that absolutely. from Alabama fans. But absolutely, there was there was calls on both sides that were atrocious. I yeah. I, I I just think. To beat this Alabama team, man, you have to play A-plus football. And, you know, they, they get a last-second loss against Tennessee. Then you come down to Baton Rouge, all right, and you, we know what LSU fans are like at night in Death Valley, and you lose on a two-point conversion in overtime, man. So, you know, it's not – I think everybody is overreacting a little bit about – this Alabama, you know, usually we see Alabama win those games. Well, this year, it, it they've they've lost two. All right, but one thing about today in this Ole Miss game is I think Ole Miss is in a bad bad spot here because Alabama is coming off a loss. I can only imagine what Nick Saban is telling this team. I, I can't imagine practice. But one thing I do want to say is I want to make a public service. Public service announcement, man. PSA <laughs> to to Bill O'Brien, okay? Bill, run the football. Run the football. You know, okay. you know what they say up here in the Cornhusker State? What is that? They, they always they always yell at the at the coaches and everything. They just say, run the damn ball. 
run the damn ball, man. Run the damn I, ball. Like, look, you have Jameer Gibbs in your backfield, and Saturday night, I watched you go away from Jameer Gibbs two straight possessions. Jameer Gibbs did not touch the football. That's blasphemy, dude. That is that is insane. Like Alabama can run the ball, and you can especially especially today you can run the ball because Absolutely. Ole Miss's Ole Miss's run defense is atrocious. I mean, uh, Tank Bigsby had a day against them, Josh. So if Auburn can run the football against Ole Miss. Alabama can do special things today. And I think Ole Miss is in a bad spot here, too, because I look at Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart likes to throw the ball to the other team quite often, Josh. Yeah. So if Jackson Dart throws Alabama a couple, uh, I think this one could get out of hand. I think Alabama bounces back today. What are they? Minus, uh, they're 12 point minus, minus 11 now. I just now saw, okay. see that right now. They, they moved it down. They've been moving a couple of these down, but yeah, minus 11. Hmm. I'm not going to bet on that one. No. I'm not going to bet on that one because it is at Ole Miss. But I do like Alabama. Give me Alabama. Give me Alabama, man. I think they run the football today if Bill O'Brien is still calling plays. I hope he runs the football. Uh, Give me Alabama. Man. Give me Alabama 34 to 27. Okay, you're, you're, you're guessing a little closer. I honestly, I honestly like the spread. I, it's not again. I, I don't think it's one I would, I would bet on, like you said, because it's at Ole Miss. But yeah. you know, I, I think Alabama by like 18. Uh, I'm thinking really? like a 30, 48 game. Uh, Alabama coming away with this, like like you said, you you can't you can't face Nick Saban on uh, on a, a a week after he just now lost. You know, we talked Facts. about how Mississippi State always gets in those those tough situations. Now they're going back yeah. to Mississippi to pick on Ole Miss. Uh, and and like you said, what w- what was the one stat I brought up that I think matters the most when you're looking at stats against in a quarterback? Touchdown, to inter- touchdown interception ratio. Jackson Dart is fourteen to seven. That's mm. that's horrible. <laughs> like you, yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna be throwing the ball, you've got to throw it to your team. Figure out what what color your jerseys are. I know you're used to those those you know dark you know the maroon and yellow. But guess what, buddy? You got blue and red now, right? Yeah, I know you guys change it up too because you got them light light blue uniforms. Now you got the dark blue uniforms. You got red uniforms. Figure it out. All right, just stand there in the mirror for for a little while this morning and look yourself really hard up and down. Your receivers, guess what? They're going to be wearing the exact same colors as you, dude. I promise. 100%. They're going to be wearing the exact same colors. If they're not wearing the exact same colors, don't throw it there. Don't throw it there. Uh, You know, I know it's easier said than done, you know, and I've, 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 I've only played like a very small amount of quarterback. Uh, you know, and, and so, I mean, I just, I, I know it's, I know it's tougher than it looks, but you're, you're at a high level. You were an extremely high recruit. I expect yep. more from you. I know you expect more from me and I'm not, I'm not trying to cut the guy down. I know you're just, a, just a kid trying to live your dream. So go out there and just sling the rock, but just pay attention to where you're throwing it. Just be patient with it. You know, and I think that's the thing with him as, as Jackson Dart, I see him. He's very, he's very, uh, uncomfortable, kind of jittery on his feet. He's got happy feet kind of bouncing around in the pocket too much rather than just sit down and find a pocket, you know, fi- find a pocket within that, that pocket that's built for you and just sit there. Hennon hooker is the greatest. I, I think I have probably ever seen at, at finding a, a, a spot to just stand and just deliver the ball. Uh, he's, he's probably one of the most comfortable quarterbacks in the pocket I've, I've seen in a long time, at least, uh, you know, and, and so just, just find, find that place and just trust your line. 
even if they're collapsing in on you all game, put put your trust in them. I think that that's usually what what happens. We we blame it on the offensive line a lot when quarterbacks want to get sacked and everything, you know. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I see quite a few. I think Casey Thompson's one of them, you know, at Nebraska. Nebraska does have a horrible offensive line, but I've even told Britton and my dad this too. Where I I look at Casey Thompson, I think he gets sacked a lot because he doesn't trust his line. And because he yeah. wants to run too soon and he he wants to try to run right here when maybe the option would be to roll out or with his case, a lot of times it's he wants to roll out instead of just squeezing through a hole. Uh, and, and that's that's what I see a little bit from Jackson Dart, happy feet and, and trying to hurry up and squeeze something in somewhere just because he, he has to get the ball out. It's OK to take a sack sometimes. It's OK to, to try to find a, a, a place to run out of the pocket and just sail it. Um, but, you know, I. I you've got to calm down if you want to win against this team. And Bryce Young is still playing lights out. Uh, and, and he's just, he's a magician, dude. He's, he's a magician. Um, but another shout out to your, to your boy, Dustin. Uh, he says, Bama big lanes been, been, been negotiating behind the scenes all week. <laughs> where, where on earth could he be negotiating? I don't, I don't know. Well, what is he insinuating there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I would, I would love to see it. I like Lane Kiffin a lot, and and as much as you know, I know he has he has the baggage. I don't care. All right, the dude the dude has has he's obviously moved on from it. He's obviously you know, and he he's a great dude. And I think any player that has ever played for him, I w- will tell you that because he he truly cares about those kids like his own sons. I I saw the one the one post where he's sitting alone, uh, like completely alone in a uh, high school stadium watching some kid that I, I don't even think was really high on the recruiting board, but he paid attention to him and everything. And, you know, I, I've been, it's just, it's just amazing to see him. He's, he's going out there. He, he gets involved in, in recruiting. He's very good at the transfer portal, which would be huge coming into to Auburn if he were to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. Uh, and, and I don't know if he's been negotiating behind the scenes this week. Um, I think this week he's been focusing a little bit more on the task at hand, but yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Alabama pretty big. Uh, you know, and, and so uh, and and there Dustin pipes back in again. So he says we don't care about the the baggage either. Be just excited for for freeze. I just want to win again. I totally agree. Uh, do you do you like uh, Hugh Freeze? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, look, that baggage ain't enough for you. I don't care about baggage, Josh. <laughs> I don't, man. Okay, look. I care about wins. Was- wins. That's my thing, man. Like, now look, if this would have been if this would have been a year or two ago for Hugh Freeze, then I would have pumped the brakes and been like, hey, you know, look, the baggage is a little much. Let's, I don't know if we want to go down that road just yet, but hey, look, it, that was years ago. That was it, it's over. Let it go. It's in the past. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer, Josh. And and look, in life, man, you're going to make mistakes. Okay, what? you're. What kind of human being are you? You make mistakes. Exactly, loser. Josh. You're gonna make <laughs> mistakes, man. Life is hard. Okay, so for all of you people who just want to bash you, freeze. What he did, it was wrong. Okay, it was it was bad. It was uh, just not what you want to do, man. It's not the route you want to go. But people make mistakes, man, and. People deserve second chances in life, okay? Because not everybody's perfect in this world. I can tell you that straight up. People sin every day in this world, and what he did, he regrets it. But what he has done is key right here, Josh. All right? A Christian university hired him, 
Liberty. All right. Check them out. If you don't know much about the Liberty Flames, they're a Christian university. They hired him after everything he done at Ole Miss. They went out on a limb and said, hey, you know what? Come here. Get right. Get your life right. Get right with the Lord. And let's fix this. And that's what he's done. Yeah. And and so, you know, he, he he's a changed man, man. And for people... You know, and, and I'm really talking to Auburn fans here. If you have a problem with Hugh, man, let it go. Because people make changes in life. All right. People people it happens every day. Yeah. And obviously he, he's come out in podcasts. It it seems like he has found his Lord and Savior. He has given his life to Jesus Christ. I watched I watched him on a podcast the other day. And so why not? Why not Hugh Freeze? And and you know what? If they don't get Lane Kiffin, I'm okay with Hugh Freeze. I would be I would be ecstatic for Hugh Freeze. But I can tell you this, Josh, that ninety two million dollar football only facility that the Auburn Tigers just opened up. Yeah. Man, man, man. Uh Lane Kiffin. I don't know how you turn away from that one, buddy. Uh and, and, you know, I've had Ole Miss in my mentions on my tweets yesterday. They're saying, oh, well, we got the Manning building and all this. Look, man, you couldn't even get Arch to come to your school. <laughs> Arch is going to Texas. He doesn't even want to go to Ole Miss where his uncle and his granddad's numbers are hanging up on banners, right? They're inside the stadium, right? And he didn't even want to go there. Your dad went there, right? His, his own father went to Ole Miss, his family. Uh, the only reason Peyton didn't go to Ole Miss is because they were in trouble. And so, you know, hey, Lane, just the writing's on the wall, brother. After you lose today, sit down, all right, sit down and really look in the mirror and say, hey, I can go to this Auburn place. I can get 10 years, $100 million. They're going to go Jimbo Fisher style. And – you know, I can get it out of this place that I'm never going to win at. So that's my pitch. Yeah, that's my pitch. Yeah, come on, come on over, Lane. Yeah, we we want to <laughs> we want to see you, man. But yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting for it. And I, and I think either either of those two would be would be a pretty good hire too. But let's go ahead and jump okay. on. We've got Washington at Oregon. Here's your your man, Bo Nix. Uh, you know, I, I just I really do like watching him play this year. An, another one where the the uh, spread went down a little bit since I, I just made these yesterday. So. Uh, you know, so the, the spread went down to 12 now. So if that half a point really matters too much about for you, then jump in there or maybe pull out, whatever you got to do. But, uh, you know, so we, we've got 6 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Huskies are ranked number 25. This is mm-hmm. something I mentioned. I think that was kind of a slap in the face to Washington when you look at them 7-2 mm-hmm. and two with some of the three lost teams that are ahead of them, especially with Notre Dame. I know you beat Clemson, but Clemson's kind of been sloppy all year. Is that really that huge of an accomplishment? Yeah, you you spanked them. You know, it wasn't wasn't even a competition. But I don't like Notre Dame being ranked as high as they were. Uh, and, and so, I mean, I just I, I look at that, and I just I think that's kind of disrespectful to this Washington team. I think this Washington team still is tough. Uh, I know they've they've kind of had some some down games. You know, they've kind of been going downhill a little bit. They've been kind of slowing down. They we haven't been talking about them because they haven't been this big flashy. But guess what? Or, you know, Washington was not expected to be one of those tough teams this year. Washington was expected to be 
middle of the pack of the Pac-12, which is low lower tier in college football. Washington has made something of themselves. They they came out. Yeah, we want to we want to just hate on them because they beat Michigan State and we thought that was a good win, but it really wasn't. It was still a good win. You know, Michigan State's still not an easy win. So so don't give me that line of crap or anything like that. And and Washington's two losses were tough losses. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's not like they were they were going out there and just not doing anything. I think this win against Oregon State was a big one for them, uh, enough to push them into the top 25. And I don't like the fact that if they lose here to Oregon today uh, at Oregon, you know, going to Eugene and playing a really tough Oregon team who is fast but also physical on defense, which I thought was going to go away uh, just because they didn't, didn't have Thibodeau and a few other guys there on defense. Uh, but Thibodeau was one of the big ones. There, Dan Lanning has brought in an environment and, and reestablished it uh, and, and really just kind of carried it over from what Mario Cristobal had, had started there at Oregon. And, and they look really good because this Oregon team, I'm really glad that they, they got that huge blowout out of the way the very first game and didn't end up playing Georgia maybe week three or four because we now see how good Oregon really can be because they have been undefeated. They have, have gone eight wins straight since that Georgia game, that Georgia game, which you can look at that and say, well, yeah, it's easy to bounce back after playing Georgia. No, Georgia just came out in the first game of the season on a neutral site, uh, and that's in air quotations if you're just listening. Yeah, Georgia came out and, and destroyed you. You had high hopes for your team this season. You know, you just lost Mario Cristobal, but you had some good guys come in and replace some of the old guys that left. You had Dan Lanning come in there, and you also expected, you know, Dan Lanning came from from Georgia. He knows Kirby Smart a little bit. Maybe we'll be able to squeeze in here and just make it a a decent-looking game for us and just not get blown out, and that didn't happen. The worst case scenario happened to you. See, you you come from just we've got our, our, our hopes set right here, we're not going to put them way up here, but but we've got them set right here, and and we're just hoping to go in there and just play a good game. We don't need to win, but that didn't happen, and they smacked you down and put you all the way back down on the floor. And the way that they bounced back from that the very next week, and then from there on out, and they have been playing lights out. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen really any big big things to look at from Oregon and say that they need to fix this or that. They've been playing really sound football. Uh, and, and their defense has playing, been playing tough against some tough offenses out there in the Pac-12. Uh, and so so Oregon right now, they're, they're one of my favorites right now in the, in the uh, Pac-12. It's it's really tough because those top three teams are tough. I think that that rematch, if I really want to come to a rematch of UCLA and Oregon. That's really what I really mm. want out there. Uh, just because I, I feel like UCLA might be able to squeeze it out, might want that revenge game. But at the same time, Oregon's just been playing really good. And your boy Bo Nix, we got to mention him. We're going to keep on bringing him up because... 22 touchdowns, uh, only five interceptions. I believe two of those were in that very first game. So only three interceptions in the last eight games. He's he's been playing lights out, and and the way that he slings the ball is just different this year in this this style of an offense, Blake. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Bo Nix and this Oregon team. They have a tough task today, but I do think they get it done. I'm not sure it's by 12 and a half or or 12 or whatever that spread is right now, man. But I do like Oregon to win this football game. Even though Penix Jr. is an absolute stud, come over from Indiana. Uh, One thing I do want to say about Washington right now, man, is like you mentioned, they were supposed to be middle of the pack. Well, that's not a good scene for the transfer portal haters. All right. The transfer portal and everything that it has done for college football has been great, in my opinion. It has brought parity 
to college football. And you see teams like Washington, who were supposed to be middle of the pack this year. Now, guess what? They're up there. They're ranked number 25 in the country. And, you know, what's, what's Washington's record? What's Washington's? They're 7-2? Seven and 7-2 two. Seven and two seven right and two. now. Yeah, 4-2 and two in the conference. There you go. They're 7-2, and two, man. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm – I love the transfer portal and what it's done and the parity that it's brought. I think conferences are deeper now. Right? I, I think that from top to bottom, what the transfer portal has done, it has, it has made things thicker uh, across every conference. So, I mean, you look at, you look at places like Kansas and, and, and look at Illinois that we talked about earlier. Like those are two places that are hardly ever good at football and bam, now look at them. You know, so um, I think Washington's a great football team. I think Penix is a hell of a quarterback. You know, uh, he's got similar numbers uh, to Bo Nix, I believe. Um, you know, he just doesn't get doesn't get that love and that hype out there, being seven and two and everything. But Oregon, man, Oregon. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The way Bo Nix is rolling right now, can you see them... Could you see them losing this game at home? I I, I really can't. Not the way they've been playing, uh, and and they because they they like I said they've been playing really good on both sides of the ball, yep. uh, and so I mean I just I, I see how fast that defense is. So it's kind of like it, it's it's a really good mixture of the old fast uh, and speedy Oregon with a little bit of Dan yep. Lanning's toughness that he's brought in, and I think Mario Cristobal really kind of started that. But it, it's it's really fun to see. Yeah, and and that's where I think Oregon is going to win this football game today is their defense is better than Washington's defense. And it's in Eugene, Autzen Stadium, super difficult place to play. Oregon's just rolling, man. They're rolling. Look, they run the football well. They're throwing it around the yard. Bo Nix is hitting the deep balls. Uh, That is one thing that I absolutely love to see from Bo this year is he is throwing the ball down the field at – a high rate, man. I mean, in that UCLA game, he was dropping them in a bucket. He was, right? and it was, it was and, just pure accurate accuracy too. Yes, man. I mean, I mean, even last week, Colorado, he had the complete game, man. I mean, he he's doing it all. So, uh, and but but one thing is, some Dan Lanning controversy has come about, Josh. Right? They say Dan Lanning. All right, can they avoid that smoke? They say Dan Lanning's been flirting with Auburn a little bit. He denied it, but we all know that's what coaches do, right? They Lincoln, deny Lincoln everything. Lincoln Riley said he was going to stay at Oklahoma till the end, but 
you know, that, Bang. that one kind of hit us by surprise, didn't it? Bang, exactly. Hey, hey, everybody thought he was going to LSU, Josh. They yeah. were like, oh, Lincoln Riley to LSU, it's a done deal. And, and then overnight, you wake up the next morning and poof. That, that's, the, that's, the thing, that's the thing with Dan Lanning is, yeah, he may have turned down that Auburn job, and that might, might be very true. But if he's been considered for that Auburn job, where else is where, like what other teams have been calling him and saying, hey, we need somebody yeah. like you. you. You want to come down here and help us out over here? Uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't see Dan Lanning staying in Oregon for a really long time the way that he says. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's just such a good coach that there's going to be a better team to come along. I, and I don't know. I think I think Oregon's one of those teams that I think you can stay, stick there and, and make it a good program and keep them around. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just kind of question if he's going to be able to stay there with some of the offers that could be coming through the door. He wants to be back in the Southeastern Conference, man. That's you that's know, what I, just, I believe. I he feel just like, won a national championship so, at Georgia's the D.C. So he might be right. You know, maybe maybe Auburn isn't reaching out to him, or maybe you know, even if they are, maybe he turned that down because Lane's going over to Auburn now. That Ole Miss job is open, and he really wants that. That one's really green grass. Yeah, the that, grass that isn't. Happen. He he said the grass isn't always greener, but sometimes it is. Look at down there at Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I don't but know how it gets the, greener than it is in, in Eugene, though. I mean, that's pretty green up there. Look at the ducks and their their colors are green. I mean, man, uh, does he want to live up there in that weather though? I mean, does he does he like it up there? I mean, I don't know. Look, th- this I, I don't want to get on here and 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 harp on on if Dan Lanning's uh, going anywhere right now because I'm excited for what Oregon's doing, man. I think they win this football game today. I think they run the rock. I think they throw the rock. I think that Bo Nix is going to make a strong case for the Heisman Trophy today. That just feels absolutely weird to say, but yeah. Um, well, and and the the over under seventy two and a half, like that's kind of a tough one. But I I kind of want to pick the over on that just because. I, watch Penix throw the ball. I'm a lefty, so yeah. I, I personally love watching lefties throw the ball. And the way that he slings it, dude, he he puts that thing out at like five thousand miles an hour. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch him throw the ball. I was trying to pull a picture up for this overlay here, and I was trying to find one where his arm wasn't blurry from in a throwing motion. I'm I'm, I'm serious, really? yeah. Like it, it's it's really because because you know whenever I try to remove the background and stuff, it kind of makes it hard, and you can see the blurs, and and it's it's really insane how fast that that ball flies out of his hand and just like i i can just imagine him if if he's i i think he's got enough talent to make it to the nfl i don't know where he would fit in at and so but yeah. if, if he could make it there he'd be one of those guys that you you, you hear stories about later on about man i can remember catching a uh, catching a pass that this finger's bent right here from whenever i ca- caught a pass from him. i mean he's he slings the rock uh and yeah. I, I i mean i think bo nix is really good at, at putting it out uh and putting it in a good spot um, but I think Penix. I think this is a really fun quarterback matchup because both these yeah. quarterbacks are really good quarterbacks. I liked Pen, uh, Penix a lot whenever he was at IU. I thought, man, how is he only at IU? And I'm really glad that he followed over to go to Washington, uh, and and it was it was really fun to see. I'm with you, Josh. Uh, Penix, man. You know, a lot of people said that Jalen Hurts wouldn't fit in. Yeah. 
A lot of people said Jalen, and they're, that they're, he wasn't an NFL even, quarterback. Even up to the season, they were still hating on him. Like, how can you look at him yeah. the way that he turned things around and, and proved himself at, at Oklahoma? And yep. then, and then he he was playing good for two years in the league, and you're still going to say, "Oh, I don't know." Like, I mean that 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 doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he's he's obviously my my favorite to watch right now in the NFL, and the Eagles are are one of my favorites uh, just overall, just seeing what they've done. Uh, and and they're Absolutely. even they're even the team I picked for my dark horse to win it all this year, uh, in the very beginning too. So I'm I'm really rooting for him. But let's go ahead and jump over just because I know we're kind of running late on time here. But let's let's jump over to number four TCU having to go in. This is one of the their, their toughest matchups right now, uh, going having to go to Texas. Texas is one of those teams. I don't I don't really know what to expect from Texas anymore, dude. Because I look at Texas, they're they're good one week, and we're like, man, this Texas team is for real. Quinn Ewers is yep. for real. The next week, Quinn Ewers loses a game for him. Uh, what was that? The Texas Tech game where I mean, it was just yeah. sloppy. Uh, and so I mean, it's just I, I look at this, and it's really is Quinn Ewers gonna gonna show up and is Steve Sarkeesian going to be able to run the ball? Because what what we're seeing from Texas, the reason why they they lose in these these late these late little comebacks or almost lose against K State because of a late comeback, wasn't because the other team is just so good at coming back, but it's because Steve Sarkeesian doesn't want to use the best running back in the nation and just run run the run the damn ball, you know, just yep. run the ball because you, you, there's so many times where he's got a good lead and he blows it. Because he's not just wasting that clock and using that that clock to his advantage, rather than letting them use it to their advantage, and you know it's it's just it's it's sloppy coaching, it's sloppy clock management, uh, and and as a head coach, I think that's the one thing that Steve Sarkeesian needs to see is just stop what you're doing in the second half, stop slinging the ball around, stop trying to play like you're still coming from behind, stop stop. I don't know if he's trying to put up 90 points in a game or what he's doing, but you know just just chill out. Just, just sit back and run the ball. Let that clock run down whenever you've got a lead. Because let me tell you something right now, the way that TCU's been playing this year, you're going to get a lead. You're, you're going to get a lead. And you're going to go in and go into the third quarter, and you're going to be up. You're going to be midway through the third quarter, and you're going to be up. You're going to have a comfortable lead. You're going to feel good about yourself. You keep on slinging that, that rock around and get a pick or something, let me tell you what, this TCU team is not a team you want to play around with and let them come back because they have been the toughest second-half team in the nation. We've talked about a few teams getting off to a slow start. I think this this matchup right here is the one where TCU I feel like can can probably afford to have that that slow start and comeback kind of play that they've been doing if Texas keeps on playing the way that they've been playing. So, Texas, if you want to win this game, you can't allow TCU to do that. I'm rooting for TCU in this game. I think they easily cover the spread and win this game. Uh, you know, I, I think not maybe maybe not easily win the game, but I think they easily cover the spread. I don't think they're going to go down seven and a half points. Uh, I guess that one went down to seven points now. So I, I think I don't think they're going to lose by a touchdown if they do lose this game. I do. I, I want to pick them to win this game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a close one. Uh, it's going to be kind of a higher scoring game. I'm kind of picking some, somewhere like a 45, 48 kind of game, just a close one. Oh. But 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 high scoring game because Max Duggan is no joke. He doesn't he doesn't have a bad game. Uh, really ever uh, and so just watch out for him if Quinny Wears can show up Texas wins the game uh, but you know and, and and if if Steve Sarkeesian can kind of use that 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 clock management uh, and, and to his advantage but other than that I like TCU a lot in this game and I'm rooting for them just because I want them to I want them to win out for the rest of the season and, and be the representative for the Big 12 and and see what they can do up in that 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 uh, dance floor I love it Josh I love it 
I love it. You hit the nail on the head, man, about Bijan Robinson, right? Texas is going to have to lean on Bijan today, all right? Texas, Absolutely. you, you got to hand him the tater, all right? Uh, you you got to let the man eat, okay? TCU side of things. TCU, if you come out slow today, you might be in trouble, all right? You could be. Max Duggan, Max Duggan, you've got to come out and have a game today, all right? You can't come out like you did a couple weeks ago and go 13 of 28 for 200 yards, all right? That can't happen. You you got to you got to have your A plus stuff today. You're playing in a hostile environment. It's going to be loud. It's going to be tough. I need TCU to show up today, firing on all cylinders. All right. You've been a wagon for me all year, TCU. So let's keep it rolling. Keep being the wagon that you are. Give me TCU and the points today. And I like TCU Moneyline to win this football Absolutely. game. I like TCU Moneyline. So, I like TCU's defense yeah. to make a play at the end. I like TCU's defense. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like I like this matchup a lot because of the way that both these teams have been playing. Polar opposites. <laughs> Texas starts off fast, slows down. TCU starts off slow and speeds up. So how is that yep. how is that going to balance out? Is TCU going to realize they can't keep on doing this, especially if they make it into that playoff? And Sonny Dykes has, has mentioned that in interviews. He was on uh, Pardon My Take talking to the guys on there, and, and he, he said, yeah, we, we, we got to stop that. And he said, you know, we're, we're, we need to work on that. That's the biggest thing that we need to work on because you can't keep on doing that. But if TCU can get to a fast start and still finish strong, that's dangerous. I think that yeah. team, I think that kind of a team stands a chance in that playoff. This TCU team right now, I don't think they really stand a chance with the teams that are in there right now. Uh, you know, so I mean, with the teams they're going to be matched up with, I just don't see it. But I still like them. I I, I like to see, uh, you know, just the the Cinderella story. Sonny Dykes, his first his first season as head coach down there, uh, and and it's it's going to be a really fun game, uh, you know. And, and can can TCU keep on slinging the rock with that explosive run game? Uh, and I think they could do that against Texas. But uh, you know, I I actually have so I've got a fun little parlay that I'm doing a round robin with to try to really really get things going because I see some games that I'm just like, ooh, I kind of like adding this in there. And TCU's one of them. I think I'm, I, I think I put the money line on that one uh, just because that, that that money line just seems like I, I, I feel I feel like TCU's strong enough where they can they can pull this one out. Uh, and I feel pretty confident about that one. I'm 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 really strict. I don't put any bets in if I don't feel 100 percent confident. I may lose that confidence after I put it in. But as long as I'm feeling confident when I push that button, and you know what, it's been working really well for me until like the last week. I had a couple that man, just I, I had like a a five legged parlay the other night, and all in order. And so it started off it was an NBA games. So one one hit, the second one hit, the third one hit, and then the, the fourth one hit. Came down to the fifth one, and the Cavaliers let me down. But you know, oh. so, but you know, it's it's just this this TCU game though absolutely i think i i feel pretty confident i put in the money line don't take betting advice from me and blame me though so if you're watching this <laughs> that's that's not my fault all right you're on your own this is for me and my house but uh for you and your house you're going to have to figure it out but yeah i, I like TCU in this game i think texas is going to put up a fight i don't think they're going to go down without swinging but i like TCU in a close one then yeah, 100%, Josh. I like TCU, man. I, I just want to I just want to see them play a full four quarters, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we've, we've been talking about that for weeks. We've been and, talking about it for weeks. And we and need so to see that in these last yes. few games, and especially going into yes. the Big 12 championship. And we need to see that before 
allowing them into this four four man playoff. And and I, I don't I'm tired of seeing the Big Twelve get in there and and I'm I'm cutting down on my Sooners. I'm tired of seeing the big the Big Twelve get in there and get spanked. All right, and really the only time we really got spanked was against LSU. Uh, maybe I don't blame them too much because that LSU was <laughs> stupid. Um, but you know, and then the other ones, Georgia was just a dog fight, uh, pun not intended. And then you know the the Alabama game started off ugly, but Kyler Murray was no joke and and got that that game kind of rolling and got that one close again too. So I mean, it's not like like they they got completely just blown out or anything. But I'm tired of seeing the Big Twelve get in there and not move on. So TCU, can you be that team? Can you at least get past the first round for me and do something for the Big Twelve before I leave you? Um, because here soon, I'm not going to care about the Big Twelve whatsoever. So so do something while I'm here. Uh, so maybe that's enough motiv- motivation. But, you know, one, one thing that I do like is that TCU can go into this game with a chip on their shoulder. They're ranked number four, so they're, they're, their head is, is up here, you know, and, and that's what we saw with Tennessee, I think. Uh, and, and so I was worried about that. But the fact that they're an underdog by this much, at one point I think I saw eight and a half for Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the fact that they're an underdog in this game, that's a chip on their shoulder, go in and use that to your advantage. Go in there and punch them in the mouth uh, and and – I, I like I like to see I like to see TCU playing like this too. It's it's really fun. We haven't seen this since uh, since old Andy Dalton was down there. So you know it's 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 fun. No red rifle. Yeah, red uh, rifle. Isn't Gary Patterson at Texas too now? He is. Yeah. So that makes this one kind of a yeah. little bit little bit of a, more of a rivalry game there, doesn't it? Yeah, love that man. I can't wait for this one. Uh, this I'm I'm gonna have the two TV set up. Uh, I'll have it up in my living room, man, because this one comes on as soon as my Auburn Tigers come on. So uh, I'll be having both of them on the TV. So uh, can't wait to watch this one. Give me TCU. Uh, I like I like their defense to make a play at the end, man. So yeah. uh, give me give me give me TCU forty one to thirty eight over Texas. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and so I mean, it's just it, there, there's a lot of fun games. I wish we could. I wish we could just sit here all day and just. Just talk about college football, man, because it's it's a lot of fun, uh, and and you know that's that it's this is this is my passion. This is what I love to, to do. I love love college football. That's why we talk so much of it uh, here. Soon, we're gonna have to keep on mixing it up and throw some other other sports in there, which which we do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just when college football is here, that's first and foremost. So you know, we're we're gonna be talking okay. college football whenever whenever it's around. But you know, it's it's college game day. So Oklahoma starts here and couple hours at 11 a.m central time so i mean it's it's going to be fun to watch my sooners just finish out the season and move on to the off season already uh because i'm, I'm kind of just ready for that off season so i can talk about how good they're going to be next year and not have to worry about it anymore this year um but you know and i'm sure you're, you're probably just excited for that that coaching hire down there in auburn aren't you man i i'm i'm beyond excited for it i can't wait i just hope auburn doesn't auburn so we have a saying called java and yeah and <laughs> just Auburn being Auburn, right? So, uh, you know, it, it has to be Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze, right? Uh, I know a lot of people are screaming for Cadillac, but I don't think that is his role right now. I think his role was to come in and save a toxic fan base. And I said that on my podcast the other day that he knew what his role was. They sat him down and they told him, hey, you got to finish it up, do your duty, and do your job, and that's what he did, man. So, um, I'm I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Look, three and six, sold out crowd, still watching every game, Josh. So I'm locked in for the Auburn Tigers. I'm excited about tonight, and 
this team that we're playing that, you know, has some weird yells and they uh, hug each other and whatever, man. I mean, they kiss weird their cousins stuff. and that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Out there in, in college station, Texas. Kinda yeah. That's, weird, but. See, that's, that's the part I'm not, I'm not really excited about joining the sec. There's a few of them cousin kissing <laughs> teams out there. So, I mean, I'm just going to have to watch oh. myself walking in. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, you're gonna love it though. I keep telling you oh, yeah. that, man. You're gonna love it. So yeah, no, I can't man, wait. It'll, for it. it'll be some new stadiums for me to try out too, because you know I, uh, I've gone to some stadiums without my team playing there, but it's just more fun when I can go watch my team. So I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be be a lot of fun. But uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun game day. I hope everybody enjoys your game day, whether your your team is up there and and fighting for something big, or if they're just like us and they're just fighting for something little and just just trying to finish off the season. Uh, that's that's still fun to watch. So hopefully everybody enjoys their game day. If you've watched this far, I want to thank you so much for watching. But go ahead and if you're watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell so you know whenever we have updates, whenever we're going live or have a new new uh, episode released, all that kind of stuff. We're trying to release them uh, more often. It's just man, uh, our our schedules are busy. I know mine's mine's been yeah. kind of crazy lately. Uh, so we, we're going to just keep on releasing them as much as possible. And as long as we don't have uh, technical issues, we'll keep on hopping on here on game days and, and starting it off right here on uh, Rising in the Morning. But I want to thank you guys so much. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to to also follow, subscribe, whatever it is on there. And uh, give us a five-star re- review. Uh, it, it, it helps us out a lot. Uh, I don't think you guys realize how much that does help out. But in the podcasting realm, that's that's what we base it off of is how many reviews we've got. Uh, So we, we thank you so much for all of your support. Until next time, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 